Welcome to Mumbition, the podcast for business-owning women by Mums & Co, where we share inspiring stories of Australian mums in business. I'm Kerry Kwan, the co-founder of Mums & Co, and I will be joined each week by our community manager, Lucy Kippist. Together, we'll discuss how our guests harmonise their ambition, livelihood, and well-being. Let's get into the inspiring stories now. In the spirit of reconciliation, Mums & Co acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to Elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. A great business partnership is just like a great relationship. It takes chemistry, commitment and a respect for what the other person is bringing to the table to make it work. Business partnerships in the small business space have grown exponentially since the beginning of COVID as a way of staying connected and staying afloat. Today's guests created their business partnership almost a decade ago and are a shining example of what it takes to create a thriving business, or in this case, two, with your best friend. Jody DeVries and Emma Scott are the Brand Brigade, a marketing consultancy they founded together and are giving back years of combined corporate advertising agency experience and intel to women starting out in the small business world. In short, the Brand Brigade are our kind of women. Not only are Emma and Jodie experts in their industry with a great reputation, they have managed to work together successfully for almost 20 years. So what's the secret here? We are curious too. So let's find out. Jodie and Emma, welcome to the Mumbitious Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Lucy and Carrie. So nice to be here. Jodie, we're really excited to uh, have our chat today. And our first question to business owning women is always to hear her pitch. We feel that women should embrace this everyday opportunity that they have to make introductions and connect with customers uh, and people who can propel their business forward. So please, may we invite you to share your elevator pitch. Thanks, Carrie. Well, you know, owning a business, it's really hard, right? It can be really overwhelming. There's so many decisions to make, so much you need to know, many competing priorities. So it's really easy to veer off track or struggle to gain traction or keep that traction once you actually get it. And failure rates of small business are really, really scary. So with the Brand Brigade, we've taken our decades of experience, not that I want to sound too old, (laughs) all our IP, and we've created which is what's basically an education platform that gives women all the brand and marketing knowledge and tools they need to create that success. Business is really a lot easier when you've got clarity, who you are, what you do, but most importantly, why anyone should care about what you're doing. So once you've got that laser focus, it makes your decisions easier. Your marketing starts to take flight. You stop wasting money on marketing that's not really hitting the mark. So with everything that we're doing now with Brand Brigade, We're basically on a mission to empower every female business owner with what they need to create the business and in turn the life that they really dream of. 
and giving that focus, I think, as a small business owner is such a massive uh, value, that focus, because you're being torn in so many different directions. So really important work. Uh, And what do you love most about your business right now? What I really love is being able to help other women in business. So I've always been really passionate about the success of women, but now that we have created this and we can actually proactively contribute to that, not only through the work that we do, but also with our partnership with The Hunger Project. So it's really, it's it's awesome. Tell us about the partnership. So what we've done, um, we, we launched the Brand Brigade to be profit for purpose. So 10% of any profits go straight to The Hunger Project. And what they do is they have epicenters in other countries where they're empowering women in those communities to create change, um, you know, in more disadvantaged circumstances. So, yeah, it's twofold really for us, the work that we're doing to help women, which, you know, we're really grateful to be able to to give back. You guys have an extraordinary commitment to paying it forward because obviously you established the business with that principle in mind of you both worked in corporate agencies and you, you know, you saw that there was another group of people and now you're, you're expanding into that. It's such a generous way of approaching business. I'm wondering... You're obviously very busy and you have a lot on. You have a lot of courses. You're very visible on Instagram. I'm wondering what it is that you've had to stop doing in order to make your businesses or your business work together. Uh, Yes. Well, that is a very interesting question, Lucy. Um, The biggest thing for us is that we're perfectionists. We have been known to talk for half an hour about a comma. Um, and so we've had to, you know, we have to lose this perfectionism um, to make sure that our businesses move forward at a good pace. <laughs> yeah, it's something we always have to keep in check. And if you do, you find that just by being conscious of that, it makes it easier to not be, or is it still something that you really have to set up processes for in order to go? Okay, we've got we've got ten minutes to talk about this, and then we'll stop. Do you do things like that, or? Yeah, definitely. We put some structure around it and we'll also just call each other out. We'll just say, hey, you know, that's enough back and forward. Let's get this thing out. And we just make sure that we are both conscious of it. But we, our tendency is to fall back into perfectionism. So we just got to be mindful of it. Which is, you know, good in other areas as well, I'm sure. Like it's good. But we're both very um, committed to doing good work. We want to make sure everything we're doing is is beneficial for our customers or our clients and, um, you know, we're committed to that. So I think that's a good thing. It's just got to, yeah. get, the, we've just got to get the balance right. <laughs> that's the thing. I think it's being conscious of where, you know, where do things really need to be right and where does it not matter so much rather than, you know, a blanket level of excellence on everything. Mm, I absolutely love that. Like there's that meme that goes around a lot now done is better than perfect yeah I, I like progress is better than perfection yeah progress over perfection that's my favorite I've got that in my brain all the time <laughs> but also there's also been a bit of a shift out there in terms of people really appreciating authenticity and realness and if you're too polished with everything sometimes you know that doesn't feel real and I think also just to add to that, it's about uh, you also want to be quite customer-led or customer-centric. So by getting something out that's not quite perfect but being able to get feedback and respond and, you know, in a way almost co-create is is going to be more impactful in the long run. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if we can credit COVID with anything, I mean, at the moment that feels very difficult, but I think it is that willingness to be a bit more authentic as a brand and to say, yeah, things are really tough right now and this is what we're focusing on, tell us what you think. I think that's powerful. 
then your your customer feels like they're invested in in the business as well. They have a say. A big part of the reason that Mums and Co was founded, obviously, was to support women in businesses and also to incorporate the elements of our other parts of our life with our business. So our motherhood, any caring duties we have, our greater relationships and how they fold it all in together and make our businesses work. So I'm I'm wondering what you guys think are the most transferable skills between your business life and the other aspects of your life. It's interesting. I, I think about you know, being a mum and I, I feel like, to be honest, that business is much easier. So I feel like going from business to motherhood, I was like, whoa, this is a really steep learning curve. But I feel like there are things that I've learned through motherhood that I think have really helped in terms of business. So I think that you become incredibly efficient and I thought I was efficient before but you know it just goes next level so you have to be a real ninja you've got little pockets of time and what do you what is the best thing that you can do with that pocket of time and then the other thing is I think you know being a mum has made me more empathetic as a leader you know life is really busy it's messy it's complicated and I've got more appreciation for that now you know everyone's got a lot more going on you know mum or not but everyone's got a lot more going on than you might realize so it's just you know, approaching everything with care and kindness. Oh, I absolutely love that. And, and I love the connection there between the being a leader who's comfortable with that. That's beautiful. It's really beautiful. We couldn't agree more there. And, you know, we certainly couldn't exist without the support of the co, which is, you know, such a broad village set, you know, our partners, our friends, our family, our clients. Tell us about your co and how they support you. Well, given we're in lockdown right now, <laughs> it's really about that tight little co, isn't it? So I'd have to say a big, you know, part for me is that daily getting out daily for a walk along the beach, which I do with my sister. It's really good in terms of keeping the sanity in check, just having someone to talk to and and get out of the house with you know, having three little people in the house and them managing to mostly stay away from my Zoom calls is very helpful. And then, you know, a constant game of calendar Tetris I'm finding, you know, with my husband, like how do you juggle full-time work and homeschooling and things like that? It's quite the feat. But I think also in terms of, um, you know, our co, Emma and I, you know, with our other business, Tiny Hunter, which is the branding agency, we've got a third business partner, Joe. And, you know, if it wasn't for her being so awesome, we wouldn't have been able to carve out this time that we have for the brand brigade. So I'm really grateful for that as well. Amazing. I want to do a quick shout out to the kids as well at the moment and their patience with our Zoom calls, uh, especially depending on what age they are at the moment, because, I think there's been lovely moments of work often sees or doesn't see that side of your life. So it's been a big level, I think, globally that children are part of your day. We don't shut off from being mothers um, or fathers. So when they do pop in on the odd call, I, you know, I, I really encourage people not to apologise for that because, you know, they probably just want to ask a very quick question. Where's snack in my my boy's case. Uh, can I eat this? Can I, you know? As it happens. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's great, and don't apologize for it at the moment. I think it's really really encouraging to see people's whole selves at at work. So, just on your Instagram, I know we mentioned a little bit about our preference for for not too many colors, but your photos are full <laughs> of energy. 
You make being in partnership <laughs> together look easy and lots of fun. What do you think the real secret is to making a partnership that's both rewarding and successful? Well, we always like to think of um, our business partnership like a marriage. And we know that um, 50% of marriages don't survive. And I believe the stats are pretty similar to business partnerships. In fact, I think they're probably worse. So the key to making um, a business partnership thrive, and you know, as you mentioned, Jodie and I have known each other for a very long time now, um, and uh, it's about making sure you're nurturing that relationship and you're giving it that time, respect and care that it deserves. When we do have uh, things that we disagree on, it's not always pretty pictures. And it's, then for us, it's about making sure we can try to step into the other person's shoes and see um, how they're viewing the situation and if we can both do that, then we pretty much always can come to a place of agreement. I think it's also important that before you go into partnership with someone that you make sure that you've got similar values. Uh, you know, for Jody and I, you know, we, we both really care about doing a good job and uh, we both have a really strong work ethic. I think if, you know, I thought Jody was off at the beach all day, every day, <laughs> cocktails, <laughs> and I was doing all the work or vice versa, that would, you know, partnership pretty hard and then lastly I think it's very important that you carve out time and space to have fun together uh, we make sure we do that we always have a good laugh and I think laughter is is great medicine there's some great strategies and approaches there and wishing you a long successful marriage together <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually have my my real husband often say to me Oh my goodness, you spend way more time on WhatsApp with Jody than you do with me. <laughs> that was a question I wanted to ask that we obviously didn't include, but yeah, I'm curious to know what your spouses feel about your relationship. And obviously, yeah, you communicate a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, now nowadays he doesn't really say that anymore because I make it very clear that my um, relationship with Jody is just as important as my relationship with him. <laughs> so. So no, he's very respectful. Emma, you've identified some awesome things there about things to consider when you're setting up a partnership in a business. And we know that those partnerships, that, that is something people are approaching more and more now, which is fantastic. But in that sense, what does that mean in terms of protecting your business from risk then when there's two of you? What kind of considerations have you had to make in that regard? Well, we actually, when we joined forces, we had our separate businesses and so the first thing we did was we actually got a cultural expert to come in to make sure that it was going to be a good fit. So what it's about is making sure you are getting the right professionals to come into your sphere to make sure that things do go as smoothly as possible. We also have an excellent financial guy, uh, financial advisor, accountant, John Raff, John Raphael, call out to John Raff if he's listening, probably not. Um, but... <laughs> He, um, he just makes sure that uh, we're both uh, set up for security. And, uh, yeah, so it's about getting that, uh, that good financial and legal struct structures in place um, so that we're, we're both protected from the risk. Also, the other thing I want to mention is that I think it's really important to have strong communication channels and, and the right processes in place because that also helps to uh, alleviate problems. That's an amazing spectrum of risk management there. And I think things that you don't perhaps look at as risk management, but they do set you up for success and they set you up for efficiencies. So excellent, 
excellent tips there. And now we saw, I'm going back to your Instagram again because not that I stalk you guys, I'm not Instagram stalking, um, but I love your feed. We see lots of references to being keen rollerbladers. My question is, what's an insight into Jodie and Emma that we might not see on social media? Well, that's a tricky one because we just tell everyone everything. (laughs) I think a lot of people don't, well, I think a lot of people don't know, but how we very originally first met is I was Emma's design lecturer when she studied design at Design College many years ago (laughs) and and then we actually um we decided ah we like each other um and so we we actually started just rollerblading together that's kind of how the friendship started in our spare time (laughs) (laughs) apparently rollerblading is not very cool but i do love it (laughs) good good legs i'm sure legs Um, i I remember back in the day though i I don't we, we used to rollerblade on these surfaces that were very bumpy and so it'd be like going along going, you know <laughs> I think there are a lot of a lot of falls. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that people don't know, and I find this fascinating, it's about Jody, is that she actually wanted to be a spy. Ooh. Yes. Which I think people used to not know, but now Emma really likes to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> and like I like to say to people, well, maybe I am a spy. <laughs> Yeah, maybe this psychology. is a Maybe this is a front. <laughs> oh, no, that's very cool. That's very cool. <laughs> Speaking of exercise and rollerblading, um, what's something that you guys do to keep a really good sense of well-being for yourselves? Is there something you do daily by yourselves and is there something you do together? For me at the moment, it's that daily walk along the beach, which is great. I am actually squeezing in a bit of rollerblading with the kids. We don't at the moment have a practice together unless you count our endless flurry of WhatsApp messages. (laughs) But that's good entertainment. We still make each other laugh, so that's good. But um, I think, Emma, you've probably got some strong daily practices you could share because you're very well-being focused. I am, yeah. So I like to um, get up and watch sunrise as much as I can, and I do a morning meditation with that. And, um, And then the other thing that I do is I get in the salt water every day. Even in winter. So during winter, it is more like cold water therapy, <laughs> but it makes you feel so good. I was actually in the water before I came on this podcast. Yeah, you just feel alive. It's, it's really great. Actually, I was at sunrise yesterday. I go down to the rocks um, near where I live on the water's edge. There was um, a, a lovely lady there who I met who had her cat, and she literally took her cat down to, to do sunrise as well. So it's all creatures out there. Um, getting the benefits from sunrise. Must be a very well-behaved cat to just sit there. It was crazy. I know. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, it was pretty cool. Must be why your skin, I feel like your skin is glowing. I think maybe that's the, like literally you're glowing from my screen here. (laughs) Must be the good circulation. (laughs) Let's turn to those considering starting a business in partnership. What is the most important tip in growing a business? Well, we have three tips, making sure you have that shared vision for the future. And, and, and that vision may change over time as well. So always checking in regularly to make sure that you know, you've got that vision set. Making sure you have similar values, which I talked to before. Uh, and then also making sure that you find ways to have fun. I can definitely sense that stream of fun, uh, you know, even in this conversation. So, uh, so important. 
Now, at Mumsico, we just we talk about harmony as this triangle of ambition, livelihood, and well-being. Could you describe the shape of a good life for you? Yes, uh, absolutely. So, having purpose that is tightly connected to your passion, to me, that's a good life. So, when you're able to wake up every day feeling motivated and good about the work you're doing, um, you know, then uh, you know, that brings happiness. So I think for me, I mean, it's it's tricky. The combination of all the things, it's such a juggle, right? And I know people talk about balance and what is that. So I think for me, having that ambition, livelihood, well-being, it's about having everything well integrated and 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 also just being kind to yourself, like not putting pressure on, you know, if you're doing one thing, feeling bad that you're not doing this or, you know, just be kind to yourself and try and integrate everything together rather than feeling you're, like you're trying to achieve some unattainable idea of balance. Yeah, I love I love that. Integration is our version of harmony. It's it's trying to make everyone, you know, if you think of an orchestra, it's it's how do you get all those instruments harmonizing together so it sounds not too, you know, not too crass or not too, you know, screechy. It's it's a very smooth, smooth um, integration and harmonising exercise. Um, Emma and Jodie, we know that you guys are very passionate about women supporting women. So we're wondering who the mumbitious are that you'd like to say hello to today on our podcast. Well, actually, we'd love to say a big hello to those lovely women um, who are in your community that were recently on our Lunch and Learn. So we did a lunch and learn on how to plan a high converting website and it was just so great to see their enthusiasm and, you know, their um, keenness to learn. Uh, so that was that was a real thrill for us. Oh, goodness. That was such a great session. Excellent. Emma and Jodie, thank you so much for joining us today and thank you all for your company. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you'd like to follow Emma and Jodie, you can find them on Instagram at The Brand Brigade. And I just wanted to give a little reminder that you can catch up on more from Emma and Jodie in their upcoming Lunch and Learn session. So you'll find those on the events page of the website. You can also book an expert session with them. So that's 30 minutes of a one-on-one chat. And you can find all of that through the Mums and Co website, signing up at www.mumsandco.com.au. And if you haven't already, please come and join our mumbitious supportive movement of thousands of Australian business owning women just like you. Thank you so much for having us. When something good happens, how do you celebrate? Well, we get very excited. So the first thing we do when something good happens is jump on the phone or messaging or squeals of emojis. No, let me start again. Um, So when something good happens the first thing we want to do is connect so I might see an email come in really exciting news first thing I'm on the phone trying to get through to Emma through the multiple channels because sometimes it's hard to track her down right we're texting whatsapping slacking and then I'll be calling (laughs) Emma Emma where are you so we just like to connect and and you know just share the joy yeah we do and you know if it's something big 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 then we'll always go out and get together and celebrate in some way over dinner or drinks or or something obviously not during lockdown (laughs) champagne is always good for celebration i find (laughs) thank you (laughs) thanks remy nice to meet you 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Mumbition by Mums & Co. Head over to the show notes for a full transcript of the interview and any links we have referred to. Mums & Co. is Australia's most caring business network for women. Join us today for just $30 at mumsandco.com.au. This podcast was produced and edited by Morgan Sebastian Brown of Brown Tree Productions and hosted by Kerry Kwan, co-founder of Mums & Co. and community manager, Lucy Kippis. We love hearing your feedback, so if you haven't already, please share, rate and review this podcast and we can reach more business-owning mothers just like you.